Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. If you'd like to listen to more of LPJ and Sphinx, make sure to check out Last Action Podcast, where they discuss action movies. If you're looking for more Matric, check out twitch.tv slash matriconstage. That's M-A-T-R-I-K. You can also check out his work on YouTube, and that's Matric on Stage there as well. For more of myself... Craig WK, you can listen to podcasts like The Legend of Retro and Noiseland Arcade. You also find me at Twitch at twitch.tv slash Craig underscore WK. If you're interested in supporting Noobs and Dragons, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, where you can pay $5 a month for access to Behind the DM Screen, our behind-the-scenes monthly special. This show wouldn't be possible without our patron support. Thank you. Last time on Noobs and Dragons, in the three dreams granted to the group to witness the past, they saw the forging of the armor of Endless Night, avoided a nightmare, and saw Grigor Grotzer find a strange body. And welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. The three of you are in the dreams created by this mysterious cloaked figure, and you guys are currently in a dream depicting the past from about 50 years ago. You have Grigor Grotzer, who's attempting to take the brain out of this elf who's lying, like dying on the, 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 the dirt. Above you is the, the city of New Arcosia floating away. Uh, the battle is, is probably nearing its end. Things don't look like they're going well. There's dead bodies everywhere. And otherwise, uh, a red-scaled uh, female dragonborn uh, who calls herself Pyralis, has jumped off the back of the brass dragon she herself murdered because it would not kill non-combatants. Its honor did nothing for her, and she wants you guys dead. Grigor Grotzer looks to the two non-dragonborn on the scene and goes, stall for time. I- what if you help out? <laughs> And he continues sawing into the head. I kick Gregor Grotzer in the face and knock him over. You go to kick Gregor Grotzer, <laughs> and your foot just kind of goes through him. You guys are currently in a dream. You're not at back in time. And whatever this event is, it does happen. All right. Well, uh, I guess maybe we just sort of stand back and uh, let shit go down. And you see Pyralis heading towards Grigor Grotzer, and he looks up to you guys, and he goes, you have been ordered. Take her down. And you guys feel like things are, like, wobbling. Like, it doesn't feel like the, the, the world you're in is, like, holding up consistency. If you want to make an Arcana check, I can let you know a little more. Eight. Hard to tell exactly what's going on. Maybe this dream is ending. Oh, Four. Four? Hard to tell. Uh, uh, Thelonious. Oh, I didn't know I was rolling. Oh, yeah, Arcana. Yep. Anyone can make that roll. Uh, 16. With a 16, you think that if you do whatever it is he wants, like whatever somebody was supposed to do for him in this moment in time, you think that you might hold the dream might continue on a little bit. If you do nothing, you feel like this dream will end. And if you want that to happen, you definitely can. Guys, I, I think we should back up or we should help him. All right, that was it. Let's buy him some time. <laughs> Took me a minute. We'll buy him some time. That's what I was trying to say. Back him up. Okay. Yeah, back him up, not back up. Okay. Uh, make an initiative check. Unnatural twenty. Ooh, thirteen. Eighteen. Uh, Eighteen. Thirteen. Are you just defaulting like normal? Yeah. I'll, okay. Yeah. I'll let. Hannibal. Absolutely. Uh, Hannibal's going before Alice. Uh, Hannibal, it is your turn. I am going to pull out my sword and my... Well, I guess I've already already had him. And I am going to get in between uh, Sir Greg and um, Pyralis. Sure. Now, uh, because she was advancing as, and you guys were on the scene already, uh, if you want, you you were within 30 feet of her if you want to uh, advance on her. Yeah, let's do that. Absolutely. You advance on her uh, with like 20 feet, uh, and as far as that goes, you can attack if you want, or you can go defensive, you can do what you want. 
we'll go defensive. Absolutely. You get up in her face and hold up your shield, and you're in a defensive position to lock her down. Alice, it's your turn. Uh, I'm also about 30 feet away. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to grab both rapiers and uh, move on in, Get try to get some, some digs in. Sure, absolutely. Go ahead and uh, attack. That is a 13. Uh, 13 is a miss. Bounces off her armor. She's wearing uh, 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 almost like a like scale armor that looks almost like it's made of brass dragon scales. Uh, <laughs> Worse than a 13? No, uh, 20. That is a 20. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, unnatural that, 20, sorry. Uh, that is a hit. Um, and then uh, you can apply sneak attack, of course, to that because your yes. friend is right there. Okay, so the rapier is... D8. 1D8. Okay. And then add the whatever D6s you add for your sneak attack, like two or three or whatever. Okay. I know it's a fair amount, Ed, as you level up. Uh, that is... Nine, mm-hmm. 11. That is 11. 11. She takes the hits and uh, doesn't look too thrilled about him. Uh, Thelonious, it is your turn. Uh, I'm going to use a cantrip. I'm going to use a shocking grasp. Sure, that would require you getting up uh, melee range. Is that fine? Yeah. And it's less damage than firebolt, though. Well, I, it's red scaled, right? Does that necessarily mean that fire... Good eye. Yes, she will resist it. You are absolutely correct. Yeah. So... Or you, if you have chromatic orb, that can change the element. Otherwise, I think you have nothing else but fire. Yeah. Um... How many spells have I used? I've only used just one. All right, let's do a level one chromatic orb. Absolutely. Go ahead and roll the hit. Yeah, hit that herb. What'd you get? One. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's the first uh, critical fail of the recording session. Uh, You create a ball of, what was it going to be, like ice or something? Sure. You create a uh, like a, an orb of ice and throw it, and it goes wide, and uh, it hits the dead body of that dragon in the back. <clears throat> Great. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, just a bit outside. <laughs> just just a pinch. Her turn. Uh, she goes to start swinging at uh, probably you. You jumped into melee range, right, Alice? I am in melee and range. And you're the one doing the most damage? That's a yes. That is a yes. <laughs> yes <too. laughs> sorry, I didn't Don't know answer. question. <laughs> uh, what's your AC? Uh, it is currently 16. 16. She hits with both. And she does uh, uh, eight damage twice. And you take 16 fire damage. Eight and eight. She stabs in twice. And uh, otherwise, uh, 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 is that all she can do? She Yes, that's all she can do. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, oh, I've consulted the rule book. Is that this? <laughs> she uh, uh, kind of like lets out like a roar, and fire starts to surround her. Great. Hannibal, you take... Uh, let's see. I'm also defensive. Uh, this is just like an aura effect of damage. You take four fire damage be, uh, from being within five feet of her. All right. And then it is your turn. So I take the, def- the, the damage because I'm how close to her? Within five feet. Okay. So basically, if I stay in melee range, I'm going to keep taking damage. You will, but if you're in defensive stance, then you won't likely take the any you know uh, uh, melee. But your friend is also in melee right now and is a much squishier target. So Right, right. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking, hey, hey, Alice, I think you need to disengage, <laughs> and uh, I'll tank this. <laughs> uh. All right. So I'm going to uh, come out of defensive. Sure. And I am going to... Uh, I'm going to stab. Stab? Okay. I'm rape here. Absolutely. Go ahead and roll the hit. Let me know what you get. Um, 13. 13 is a miss. Bounces off her uh, scale armor. Uh, Alice, it's your turn. All right. Uh, I will use my uh, cunning action to disengage. Sure. Now, did you, because you're still technically in combat, did you want to do a few more hits with the ra- double rapier and then disengage? Oh, it I don't back have to now? do that first. Okay. Oh, then yeah, we'll, absolutely. Then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do uh, double, double stab with the rapier. Might as well. You're still in the range. Roll the hit. Let me know what you get. That is a six, yep. 16. 16 is a hit. And for the other hand, mm-hmm. that is a 22. Both hit, but you can only apply the sneak attack once per round, of course. So go ahead and pull it all together and give me a uh, pile of damage. Okay. 
Happy someone's kicking ass. <laughs> I'm just trying to absorb absorb damage. <laughs> Could I have used uh, my spell with a one roll? My empowered spell? I My meta magic? So it says I could have re-rolled. Oh, no, that's re-roll for damage. Oh, for damage. Yeah, it's for okay. damage rolls. Yeah, yeah. 23 damage altogether. 23, wow. Uh, nice. You stab in twice really hard, and she lets out a yell, and you pull the swords out and then jump out of combat and then dart off, what, like 30 feet back? Uh, Well, I can dash, so I can go 60 feet, right? Well, you can only do one of the cunning actions, so disengage oh, would be okay. the bonus action and then move for 30 feet. Oh, okay. I thought that was all one thing. Okay. Oh, no. It's one of the one three of things three. you can do. Okay, yeah. then yeah, we'll do that. You d dive back, and she goes to, like, curse you, and you <laughs> run away. Thelonious, it's your turn. All right. Uh, level two chromatic orb. You create a... What kind of uh, element are you using? Ice. Ice. Giant ball of ice appears in your hand. Go ahead and roll the hit. Let me know what you get. Oh, no. Uh, it's just... Uh, 15. 15 is a hit. Oh, all right. Just barely hits her in the shoulder. Go ahead and roll damage. It's a lot of D8s, I know. What is it, like 4D8? Uh, shit, I'm trying to remember. I believe it's 3D8, and then you upped it to level 2, so you add a D8 for yeah, every it's, level. it's 4D8. Yep. Oh, yeah, it is. Yep, 4D8. Go ahead and roll 4D8. No, that's 12. This one's 8. Need to get you more D8s. You can just roll a big pile of dice. It's more, more rewarding that way. I never thought I would need multiple D8s, but All I right. might get another one. 14. She takes a giant, like, you know, like, snowball, essentially, takes the hit, and she's not looking great. Uh, it is her turn. Uh, she no longer has anyone else in the, the battlefield around her, except for, oh, uh, I'm sorry, take four fire damage, uh, Alice, because you started your turn in the fire aura. Okay. Forgot to do that to you. Uh, but otherwise, she can't stab anyone else around her, so she's going for the, unfortunately, more armored guy. Uh, what's your uh, uh, AC there, uh, Animal? 18. Whiffs with one and hits with the other. You take eight fire damage. All right. And that is... Oh, no. She also, uh, she switches from having the two daggers made of fire and creates one giant, like, great sword of fire. Hannibal, it is your turn. All right. I'm going to stab her also. Please do. Or don't. I mean, you know, whatever. Fuck. Ten. Oh, <laughs> you go to uh, stab her, and uh, she dodges aside. Uh, it looks like she's getting ready to wind up with this giant great sword of fire. You think Hannibal's about to take some damage. Alice, it's your turn. Uh, so I'm going to use a bonus action to swap out the rapiers for a bow. By all means. And then I'm going to... Uh, where am I standing in relation to her? Am I behind... Right, where did uh, I end up? You uh, uh, had darted to her side, so I'd say that like you backed off and you're like on her flank. Okay. Then, uh, yeah, I'm just going to go and try to fire an arrow right into her uh, midsection. Absolutely. Let me know what you get. That is a 16. That is a hit. Okay, sweet. So that's 3d6 altogether. And look, give me a total. Uh, I'll take the lower one on that one. I accidentally rolled four. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, so that is going to be 15 altogether. You knock an arrow back. It hits her in the side. She stumbles back a bit, and her her fire sword vanishes. Her fire aura goes away, and she curses the, the three of you, and she goes, I'll remember this. And she just sort of, like, vanishes into the fog of war. And you guys turn around, and you see Grigor Grotzer is standing there. The head is just bled out. Like, blood is everywhere on the ground. Just all over the place but he now has in this like jar of with liquid a brain that's just sort of floating in it what's that you got there bud and he just sort of smiles and he says ah the bloodbane family's great dynasty of research soon it'll be mine and he just sort of smiles in your guys's direction and i uh, and he just says Take care on the battlefield. And he just sort of steps off into the uh, the shadows. I wonder if he'll remember us later. And you guys sort of look up and you see uh, like a, uh, right above you, probably like 100, 200, 300 feet in the air, 
uh, kind of hard to tell from down here, uh, a dragon just sort of crash into an airship, just start tearing into it, ripping like, you know, the, the like, you know, propellers up and stuff. And the thing starts to like just kind of come down at you guys. And as you guys sort of like throw up your arms and sort of like, you know, prepare yourself for the, the you know, the shock of whatever's about to hit you, you guys move your hands away and you're on the streets of Rayburn Falls. That was good timing, I guess. <laughs> you look around, and seems like maybe like like late afternoon. You see, like the the sun is just turning orange in the distance. Um, what time what? did we enter this place? Well, we still have one more Morn. I'm I'm assuming that was Gregor Grotzer's dream. This has got to be Morn's. Maybe. What, do we know where in the city we are right now? Yeah, it feels like you guys are are pretty close to the Dragon District. Uh, however, you guys uh, take a look around, and it's a lot of empty fields. You don't see the shanty town that is the Dragon District, like no ramshackle homes. There's definitely some tents here and there of like you know people who are maybe a little more destitute, but the Dragon District doesn't seem to exist right now. So right. should we walk around and let's, investigate yeah, them? Yeah, let's take a look. Sure, make a perception check, everybody. Let me know what you get. 24. 18. 11. With an 11 and a, uh, an 18, you guys notice in the distance, to the, the north it would be, I believe, the, uh, uh, the Magic Academy, you see what looks to be a green dragon sort of explode out from like the magic academy and you don't really hear anything from this distance but as far as that goes it looks like a green dragon has assaulted the magic academy and you feel like that's likely botulism bloodbane you think that this is the night of death which would be before morn ballantine arrived in the city that's when they dragged out uh lion right yep prince lion Otherwise, with a 24, Alice, you see a figure in a white robe uh, walking down uh, like a like a, a kind of just a, an overgrown trail. And he seems to be coming from the asylum. Bingo. Let's uh, let's follow that guy. He's heading in your direction. Oh, never mind. Let's let's wait Chat for that with guy. this guy. Yes. You guys are just sort of waiting there. And uh, you see a figure who seems very peculiar. He almost seems human at first. Uh, he's wearing like white robes that are kind of open, pretty casual clothing underneath, you know, like tunics and stuff, not a, you know anything too crazy. Uh, aside from that, though, uh, he seems to have like kind of platinum silver hair and has like silver eyes and he's clean shaven. But what's odd is like he almost seems too clean shaven for like an adult human male. It's almost like he has like, almost like mannequin skin. Like, it doesn't seem natural how hairless his, like, his face is and stuff. He seems to have hair. Like, you know, it's the silver mop of hair or whatever, and it's messy. And he just sort of walks, you know, forward and doesn't really pay you too much mind. Hi. I see you're coming from the asylum over there. Uh, yeah, I, I am. I feel like it's time to hit the old dusty trail. Oh, you're leaving? I, I am, yeah. Yeah? It's, was something happening? What, what, why, why are you leaving? Oh, well, I mean, it just seems like my research has sort of dried up in this area, if you will. I had stayed around to, to kind of do finishing touches, but... Uh, and you hear, like, maybe, like, a commotion in the distance, and he sort of looks towards, like, where the government district would be, and he goes, but you see... Uh, I have business elsewhere. Know any uh, know anything about what's going on over there? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Do you care what? to share? We just arrived. What can is there no, anything? No. Would I care to share? No, no, I wouldn't. What? I was saying we just arrived here, so we're kind of kind of new to the scene. So you don't say. I uh, have I met you three before? No, maybe I haven't. I just have one of those faces. Who who are you exactly? My name is Doctor Ananrol Sin. Yeah. Okay. That's nice to meet meet you. We uh we we read about you. Oh. Yeah. Are all, you a fan all, of my work? All good things. 
Roll in, uh, roll uh, deception, actually, because you know it is nothing but bad things. Uh, Fourteen. And he smiles. He goes, "Oh, good. I'm glad." Have you? Do you know who we are? Mm, no. Can I roll insight on that? You sure can. <laughs> can we all roll? Because I'm curious if he actually yeah. recognizes us. Mm-hmm. And let me know what you get. 22. Six. Six? It's hard to read this guy. He's real weird. What Ten. You, Ten? Yeah, it, it's very hard to, to, to read this inaugural sin guy, uh, who you are pretty sure is the guy who was the doctor, and you also found out that this is potentially a lord of madness. Uh, 22. With a 22, you feel like maybe he, like, he, he said that you guys seemed familiar, you do get this kind of weird vibe that he might know you, but that makes you very uncomfortable if true. Like shiver up my spine a little bit. <laughs> and he goes, you know, um, I have to leave town and you guys probably shouldn't be here anyway, right? You're not wrong. Yeah. I would imagine we're probably not supposed to be here. Yeah. It just doesn't, doesn't feel right, us yeah. meeting. Right? Yeah, we, I think I think yeah. collectively we all agree that vibe is being put out right now. Yeah. Yeah, it seems real, real weird. Yeah. Anything we should check out before we leave? No. Um, I don't even know if you're supposed to be in the city that long. Well, not now, anyway. I mean, later, yeah, but not now. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> And he just smiles. And for the briefest moment, he seems to have this weird, big, toothy grin that looks like almost like shark's teeth. And when you guys do a double take and look at him, it's gone. It's back to normal. Are you working for someone? Uh, of a sense, yes. Who? I don't know if you'd believe me if I told you. You try us. We're, yeah. we're pretty open-minded. Well, you see, I'm a part of an organization that... I think you're already aware of. Um, we're called the Lords of Madness. Yeah, we kind of pieced that together in our readings. Yeah. And, and like, you guys stop for a moment and look around, and it's no longer twilight. It seems to be nighttime. Uh, make a perception check, all three of you. Uh, 21. 11. Mm, 11. With 11s, you kind of just glance up, and it seems a little weird, but you, you don't want to take your eyes off this guy for very long, uh, so you kind of keep your eyes locked on him. Alice, you your eyes kind of wander a bit, and you start to realize that something seems off, and when you kind of like look behind the guy and above you and stuff, there is not a single star in the sky. It's just inky blackness as far, like, you know, in all directions. Your dark vision only goes so far, and it feels very, very uncomfortable. Uh, So, no stars out tonight, huh? I've heard that there are sometimes people who have dreams, and when they look into the starry skies, they don't see anything. But I don't suppose that's anything you guys would know about now, is it? Way over our heads. Oh, now that was a good joke. I get it. You guys are funny. I I don't get it. Oh, well, you see, Alice here uh, was was making a joke about things being over her head. Did we introduce ourselves? Well, we've met before, right? I'm pretty sure we've met. Alice, Elsa Mila, right? Uh, Alice Rose. Oh, is it? That just seems weird, like you're lying. Isn't that weird? That does seem weird. Yeah. Real weird. You're kind of strange, big guy. Oh, do you think so? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I always thought the blood banes were a little bit more weird. Well. I mean, do you not think so, Thelonious? No, we are kind of weird, but we're also pretty powerful. Powerful? Are you? Did you just I, get into a pissing contest with I, an animal <laughs> sin? I care to think so. It just <laughs> seems to me anybody who can't keep track of their own brother can't be that powerful. I wonder where he is. Do Glorious. you know where he is? <laughs> of course I know. Uh, but it doesn't really matter now, does it? A little bit. He just looks over at uh, Hannibal and he goes, Mr. Templeton, you're being very quiet. 
Well, I mean, obviously you know all about us, and we know a, a small fraction about you. More than you would ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us anything about the armor of endless night and where we may find it? You mean the seven pieces that are that are made of black steel armor, and you put them together, and something bad's going to happen? Yeah, exactly. Those are it. Yeah. I don't. I don't know anything about it. I'm afraid. All right. Can we roll inside? On that? I mean, <laughs> Do you have to? No, no, no. <laughs> well, well, how about this? Mm, uh, well, yeah. We're looking for a secret lab from. Uh, it was botulism, right? Yeah, yeah. For for botulism, bloodbane. It's going to be in the city at some point. Oh, it's already existed. Any idea where that might be? Yeah. Could you tell us? I mean, I probably could. Would you tell us? Nah, probably not. Right, You're going to find about it about it when you wake up anyway. So what's it matter? Are well, you, that's reassuring. Are you in relation with uh, Captain Grotzer? Captain Grotzer. Um, uh, young man in his like twenties, uh, kind of weird, a little obsessed with death. He's gonna get old and get a really long beard and bald and and want to make deals. Oh, he uh, he made a deal with the Raspiths, didn't he? He did. Yeah, it didn't go well for him. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? So you don't you don't deal with him at all or anything? Deal with who? Yeah. With never mind. So what's gonna happen to your <laughs> uh, your asylum now that you're leaving? Oh, I'm. Sure, that some of the, and he just looks at the building, and just stares at it. Oh, okay. hello! Huh? I like wave what? my arms in front of his face. So we're, I'm sorry, what? So where are you headed after this? Oh, uh, there's a, a, a place that I have other experiments going, and um, I really should be getting to those. Anyone we know? Uh, no, you, you, well, I mean, you kind, not really. I mean, you kind of do, but you don't, like, you don't know you know him. It's okay. It's hard to explain. I can imagine. Yeah, it's tough. It's really, really tough. Have you ever loved somebody so much that it hurts? Like, to the point where you really, really just. I mean, even if they want nothing to do with you, you just want to scar a piece of yourself into them so that they'll always remember you. It can't say no, that. Yeah. Not that much. Weird. I thought everyone felt that. No. Um, is there anything else you guys need? I'm kind of in a hurry. Uh, I don't know. Hi. Do you have anything else? You know, I... I oh, so out. we're also looking for a guy named Laszlo. Laszlo? Any idea who or where we could find him? I don't think so. Who the hell is Laszlo? All right, fair enough. That seems weird, right? Yeah, no, it's real weird. He was it's... looking for, uh, he was working with Grotzer. Was he? Okay, roll insight Oh, they were going to make this. a trade. Uh, you can. Uh, uh, roll insight. 14. 14? 12. 12? Uh, 17. <laughs> He seems so incomprehensible. Like, he, he's hinting that he knows a lot of stuff, but then he says no and doesn't want to tell you. He seems very, maybe either uninterested or doesn't know about Laszlo. Uh, you're leaning probably more towards uninterested. Awesome. Great. Um, I don't know. What other mysteries do we need to unravel <laughs> here? That I don't even know if he's going to tell us anything them. anyway. Have you guys ever spent time in a city called Schothfilfkish? No. Beautiful this time of year. I don't know. I just thought I'd start a new conversation since you're asking me questions. Oh, Is that where you're what's uh, so, headed? What's so nice no, about that place not. this time of year? Real misty. Why is misty nice? Oh. I don't like to get wet. <laughs> we have different ideas of fun, Thelonious Bloodbane. You like wet things? He just smiles at you. <laughs> what does it do with things being wet? Sorry, Medicaid. An honorable sin is the one that's talking about getting all wet. Did I say that? Yes. Oh, I don't remember saying that. I do. Well, that's weird. Yeah. Um. So we also noticed that the 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 asylum. It's not your name. It's the the NN Luna Solar. <laughs> yeah. That's an in- interesting. Is that? Did you come up with that? Um, it's hard to explain, but. Uh, long story short, I'm not 
Uh, well, I mean, I am a non-real sin. I am an N lunar solar. It's it's an anagram. It's it's not a big deal. It's oh. just you know sometimes that's what I was called a long time ago. Okay. Well, not really that long. Why'd you change Time's your name? Time's weird. What? Why'd you change your name? Oh, um, I've always been a non-real sin. I'm pretty sure. But you, they called you, you literally just said solar? you were also a lunar sonar. I I don't even think we've ever met. Why would you know that? It's good. We wouldn't. We wouldn't know that. Okay. Oh, okay. We wouldn't. We wouldn't know that. We've no. never met. I, I'm, I'm pretty I sure. Didn't, I don't think we have. You said it earlier that we've never met. All right. I don't. Oh, I'm done. With, yeah. I'm I done. Any more questions? <laughs> you I, I think we're good. Uh, in, enjoy your uh, journey. Yeah. I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we'll eventually run into you again at some point. He looks at you and he goes, "You know, Hannibal. I don't think we ever will. It has been fun, but uh, I have." Other things to attend to. And he smiles real big and he goes, say hello to Morn for me. Happy hunting. And as he steps into the dark, the starless sky that you can't see anything in, everything just kind of is black. And you guys start to realize that stars speckle the sky again. And you realize that you're in Rayburn Falls and it's nighttime. You're still near the Dragon District. However, now it does seem like there's a lot of people around. There are a lot of tents. There's a lot of... It's it's not as... Uh, whereas it's more of a, like a shanty town in modern day. In this current dream you're in right now, it seems like it's more like traveling tents and stuff. You think that maybe the Dragonborn have just arrived? All right. Well, we should probably look around. Make a perception check, everybody. Oh, there you go. 13. Uh, 22. Uh, this would be hearing, by the way, not vision. Not vision. Okay, that's fine. 10. Uh, with a 10 and a 13, you guys uh, uh, hear walking in the distance. Uh, it's hard to tell exactly where it's coming from. It's kind of echoing on the streets. Uh, uh, Alice, you have a pretty good idea. It's coming from the uh, uh, old residential district. Uh, or I'm sorry, new residential district. All right, so I'd let them know. Sure. Do you guys want to head in that direction? Yeah. Yeah, might as well. Sure. You guys start walking, and as you guys round a few corners, Alice points you guys in the right direction, and you guys find that you guys are uh, uh, on a like a dark street. You know, you just sort of are almost like blending into the shadows. It's such a dark night. Uh, but you see a uh, a figure, uh, seems to be Dragonborn, is walking along, and he's muttering to himself. Do you guys want to listen in? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Make a uh, another perception check, everybody. This is hearing based as well. Natural twenty. Ooh. Fourteen. Twenty-one. With a fourteen, uh, and even a twenty-one, it's you guys would have had a little bit of a hard time hearing from here. You would have only caught bits and pieces <laughs> unless you snuck up. But Alice is able to hear everything with a natural twenty. Uh, Alice, you hear the muttering of uh, a dragonborn, and he's like. <sighs> The dwarf priest took one, and so did the slimy bullywug. That old adventurer promised he'd make it an heirloom. Uh, and the gnome with the white hair, uh, Gata Davida, uh, seemed to think his student could be trusted. All those wood elf nobles didn't seem to care, but at least the pauldrons were left in that accursed tower in the south. Now I just need to find a spot for this helmet. And he stops in an alley and turns and starts to kind of like backpedal away from it. And you see a older, red-scaled, dragonborn woman step out of the shadows. She goes, hello, honey. And he looks at the, the uh, dragonborn woman. And you guys see that this is a uh, gold-scaled dragonborn. Uh, as he's you know, sort of backpedaling away, you can see his face. He looks a lot like Morn Ballantine, but much younger. Much, much younger. You guys feel like he's maybe in his teen years, and the woman is older. She's like maybe in her like mid twenties. And he he goes, Pyralis. He goes, uh, uh, step back. And he sort of like he pulls out a dagger and points it at her, and he just sort of like takes a few steps back. And she goes, Oh my darling husband, you must tell me, Morn, 
where are the pieces of armor? And he clutches at the helmet and waves the dagger around. And he goes, this city shall forever be the city of endless night. You will not have it. We will put our past behind us. And she goes, if you will not tell me, I will pry it from your memories. And she, like, energy swirls around her hands, and she just goes to, like, grab at his head. What would you guys like to do? Uh, I would like to intervene. Alice, what did you want to do to intervene? Uh, how far away am I from them? Maybe 30 feet? I will... What you doing? Uh, let's try it. So I'm 30 feet away. So mm-hmm. I do I have, I have like a standard action then? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, you know, I'm just going to yell. I'm just going to yell and say, hey, what's going on over here? You yell out. Uh, Thelonious, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm going to yell too, I guess. You shout out. Uh, Hannibal, what about you? Well, we didn't hear any of that. Only Alice. Did. You caught bits and pieces, maybe. Uh, I mean, Alice is going to have the full story for you, but you have a good idea that like nothing good is happening between them. And he may have been muttering, and you couldn't hear everything he said, but their conversation was was out loud. I mean, did we were we able to see like who these two are? Yeah. Okay, so we know it's Morn and Pyralis. And in so. their conversation, they refer to each other as Morn and Pyralis. Okay, and we can see that she's about to do something to him. Yeah, she energy is crackled around her hand, and she's reached out at her head, uh, at his head. All right, I'm just going to go run up to Morn with my uh, shield. You rush up in between. They yell to get their attention, and you go to stand in between, and you just sort of phase right through them and pass through, and you're on the other side. And you, from up close now, Hannibal, have a good look at what happens. Uh, you see that they get close to each other as she grabs at him, and there's a kind of a flurry of motion, and she stops. Whatever he got hit with, he did get hit with, but y- she looks down, and you see the dagger in her belly. And she just sort of lets go and just drops to the ground. And Morn is just muttering, and he's like... <laughs> And he just, like, can't get words out. He seems very, very flabbergasted at the fact that he just murdered this person who said that it was his wife. Uh, I'd like to run up and, and like, hey, are you okay? You go to grab at him, and once again, you phase, like, much like Hannibal did, you phase through, right through him. Great. Morn, can you hear us, buddy? It's, we can't repeat the past. Can't repeat the past. Can't repeat the past. And he just sort of, like looks at the dagger and just sort of tosses it to the ground and he just starts muttering and like stumbles off like just out of his mind into the darkness and you guys start to feel things start peeling back around you as you feel the dream ending what would you guys like to do I'm gonna try so is the uh is he gone with the helmet and all that he was carrying the helmet as he walked away yeah okay um can we? Can I examine Pyralis's Yeah, can body? we talk to her, or is she dead dead? Uh, if you want, make a medicine check. Okay. Well, one of you, because this is, this is just each of you have a turn, basically. So okay. one of you can make a medicine check. All right, I'll do, I guess I'll do medicine. Or can I do, or can I do investigation to investigate the body, or? Yeah, you can do that instead if you prefer. Okay, I think that's what I'd rather do. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and mm-hmm. 11. With an 11, uh, you find uh, the, the knife that uh, killed her is on the ground beside her. Otherwise, you do see that she seems to, to have a, like a, a spell book under her robes. I, can I grab the book? You grab at it, and it looks like it's latched onto like, her clothing or something, so you can't really hold it very well. But you pop it open, and it does look like a, a spell book. Uh, is you, it black? No. Uh, it seems like it is uh, the color red. Uh, that is what Alice is doing this turn. Thelonious, what are you doing for this turn? I, I guess I'm going to check her to see if she's still alive. You get up close to her, and you hear her last gargled breaths, and uh, she says, I merely wanted to bring glory for Typhurian. And she horfs up some blood and dies. Hannibal, what would you like to do? 
Am I so the book is chained to her? Yeah, it looks like the the book is is kind of you know Alice is holding it right now. Mm-hmm. It's chained to her. She's looking at it, and it seems like it's a pretty advanced spell book from what Alice can okay, tell. So we wouldn't be able to grab the book. It doesn't seem like okay. it. Not very easy. Then I guess I'll just grab the dagger that where she was dead. Sure, you grab the dagger, and it it's drenched in her blood. It looks like it's uh uh. You think that this might be a Hephaestus dagger? Uh, it looks like it's very well made, and you guys sort of feel things spread out really thin. And you guys all kind of see, uh, like, as you guys flutter your eyes open, you're in the inn at the the, the uh, Moonlight Cloak, and it looks like the sun is rising. And uh, as far as that goes, there's no cloaked figure in the room. And you guys kind of get up. And what's exceedingly strange is, Alice, you have a that rapier you found is with you. Uh, you have uh, the dagger that you found on the the ground there, uh, uh, Hannibal. And Thelonious, you didn't necessarily pick anything up, did you? Uh, you don't necessarily have anything in your hands like the others do. Uh, but as far as that goes, it seems like the dreams have ended. And the cloak figure's gone? They are gone. Well, I got a new rapier. I'm calling that a win. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you guys haven't investigated them or anything. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys got a, ra- a rapier and a dagger. That's pretty neat. Okay, so let's recap here. So, Pyralis, I'm willing to bet Pyralis is the daughter of Hephaestus. Seems that way. So she knew about the armor. Yes. She is also related to you, Thelonious. Yup. Yep. She'd be like a great-great-aunt or something like that? Or great-aunt. Would it be great-aunt? It's a grandmother. It's uh, a sister of his grandmother, so yeah, it'd be, great it'd be aunt. a great aunt. It'd be, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Great uh, aunt. So your great sister aunt. is Eurydice. 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 Eurydice, yeah. yeah. So your great aunt is Pyralis, Pyralis, who was the one hunting for initially the armor. The armor. And was also the, the wife, wife of, of Morn Ballantine. Do you guys also want a rundown of uh, where all of the pieces of the armor were put? That would yes. be great. Yeah. I, Absolutely. I heard, well, <laughs> Zoff has a piece. Uh, ooh, oh, maybe not. A student a of pre- Dabi died. apprentice of Dabi But Dabi Zoff has. wouldn't have been around yet. Yeah, so, exactly. So, yeah. so it would have been, been Elizontalus. Oh, no, because he would have also, he was uh, higher even than Gata Dabi died. Oh. So, oh, it could have been Kefuddle? It could have been Kefuddle, and guess who had a piece of the armor? Yeah, yeah I had that's the, boots. the boots are gone. So that's so, that one. So let's go from the top. The dwarf priest took one, yeah. and so did the slimy bullywug. You know there's a piece of the armor underneath the, or in the catacombs of Kuru, so there's right. one. The pantaloons the are pantaloons gone. The pantaloons <laughs> are gone from the bullywug, so there's two. The old adventurer promised he'd make it an heirloom. You're not sure who that would be, necessarily. Uh, this would be uh, somebody who was old at that time. So maybe it's somebody who passed down that uh, piece of armor to somebody else now. You're not sure. Uh, the gnome with white hair, Gata Davida, seemed to think his student could be trusted. That would be Kefuddle. Uh Those wood elf nobles didn't seem to care. So there are wood elf nobles uh, that ha- got a piece of it. Uh, but at least the pauldrons, which would be the shoulder uh, right. pieces were left in that accursed tower in the south. So there's a tower in the south somewhere. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the south of, of the city or in the city, you're not sure. But That's there's not, not the Citadel, right? No. There's not really many towers. I mean, there are towers in the, the Magic Academy, but like he seemed to differentiate from the, the Magic Academy, you know, with Gata Davida what? student, and a tower in the south. Was, uh, okay. Wasn't what's-his-name investigating in the south with his group? Uh, yeah, the not necessarily he himself, but uh, Chimarazan's uh, raiders. Uh, raiders had come from the south. Absolutely. And, and couldn't Chimarazan maybe be uh, the old adventurer? Could have been his dad or something? He is an, uh, He was an adventurer. Yeah, so it could have been his dad for sure. All right. Well, that's interesting. Okay. And so, then the helm, we know. Well, no, we know that... Morn, Morn said was going to hide it someplace. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So and Morn seemed to have. Well, he's run off. So I mean, you have to track down Morn to find out exactly what's up with that. Yeah, but we don't know where Morn is. Unless someone got to him to get the helmet. Yeah. 
Maybe. Yeah. So we still don't really know who's trying to collect all these pieces, though. Do we? Not really. Not really. No. I mean, because here's the thing, uh, which is the weirdest part. Uh, Pyralis, who, who, uh, well, actually, here's another uh, kind of weird piece I can give you. Uh, go ahead and make an Arcana check, and I might be able to tell you a little bit more about the dream now that all three have ended. Natural Fif- 20. 15. <laughs> natural 20, goddammit. So I was going to give hints and lead you towards this, but with a natural 20, I can let you know uh, there's something to consider here. You were told that you would be given three dreams. And you were given three dreams for sure. You had been given different names, Tytherian, uh, uh, Grigor Grotzer, and Morn Valentine. But here's the thing. There is another bigger link uh, for all three of those dreams. There's one person that was in all three dreams. Pyralis. Pyralis. The other kind of weird thing is if you recall, it felt very weird that Tytherian was able to one-shot this like just immensely powerful devil lord. You almost feel like that was a part of the dream, like that was a part of Pyralis's like romanticization of the fact that Tytherian was amazing. You think that Pyralis's dreams were what you saw. How did the weird chimera fit into it then? The well, here's the thing. Uh, with the natural twenty, I can also let you know that you guys were traveling from dream to dream, and so there was kind of a path you had to take. And so for you guys, you got stuck in your nightmares going to one dream, and then you got stuck in the night of death on the other, uh, going to the other dream. Oh. So like all all like you got into a dream, but you had to like lead elsewhere to it. Okay. Yeah, it's a very weird winding kind of dimension, and so you guys. Unfortunately, were the the catalyst for the the first jump, and then the second jump was a non-roll sin. Oh, Who said right. he'd never see you guys ever again? Well, that's sad. That is, is it too though? Bad, really. That is that really is too bad. I have something I, I don't think to get I want to see him. that fucker ever again either. <laughs> yeah, probably not. He's yeah, very unsettling. Not recommended. You spend a lot of time with that guy. Okay, so we're in this inn. Mm-hmm. Now, we kind of have a recap of what's happened. Seems like it's morning. It seems like you guys did spend the night sleeping, like from that afternoon into the night, and now it's like probably like six, seven in the morning. Does that mean everyone has recovered? Yep. From All of your spells, damage. Yep. Okay. You did certainly take that damage. And if you had died in the dream, oh, you'd been dead in real life. I can tell you that right now. Our, your our, friends would have uh, found your corpses uh, lying beside them. Our critical fails reset, too, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Okay. Uh, that, was, uh, that was good. That's like <laughs> very valiant, <laughs> valiant effort. Uh, so yeah, you guys are in the the moonlight cloak. Technically, this inn is rented out for another couple of days under your guys' name, but I mean, there's not much of a reason yeah. to stay so far unless you want to chat with uh, Cleo. Is there anything in the room? Uh, make an investigation check. You might be able to find something, perhaps. That's a one. Uh, first critical fail. First today. Uh, you look around and you're like, nothing, and you're done. Fourteen. 18. With a 14 and an 18, uh, with a 14, you don't really find too much. Uh, yeah, nothing really stands. Well, actually, you know, with a 14, you would uh, 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 get a hold of, it looks like there's a bag of money. Whether it was left by the cloak figure or not, you're not sure. You find uh, 40 gold uh, in hey, a bag. Right. Woo! Money, money, money! Uh, add it to the bank. Money! Uh, however, there is something else of note uh, uh, here. Hannibal, you look around and you don't notice anything else. There's nothing else left. You don't find like scraps of food. You don't find, uh, you know, like evidence of like, you no know, clothing was left behind. Nothing. It seems like this room is pretty either scrubbed clean or, or was very tidy to begin with. All right. Great. So this room doesn't seem like it was very lived in. No, it seems like this room was basically set up for us, and that's about it. Pretty much. That's what it feels like. Uh, but you're in the Moonlight Cloak. Uh, as far as that goes, uh, Juliana Blakecaller uh, stays in the, the hotel as well. Uh, the, when you tried to ask uh, Cleo uh, about it, though, I... Uh, she uh, was a little uh, apprehensive about giving out other clientele's uh, information. Uh, but as far as that goes, you can uh, probably go downstairs and chat with her or just bolt and leave. It's up to you guys. All right. Well, I don't think she doesn't have anything for us. No. And, and she's not going to give us anything about Juliana right now. No. Do you want to ask her if she noticed anyone leaving from our room? You can see. I don't even think she'd tell us that, but we can ask. Eh, probably not. But 
Oh, so you want to go up to uh, Cleozandra? Yeah. yeah Cleozandra. Ask her real quick. Yeah, Cleozandra Wind Whisper. Uh, you uh, walk up. Uh, the high elf is is indeed there. And she goes, how are you? Good oh, morning. We're doing great. We slept fantastically. Wonderful, wonderful. Did you happen to see anyone leave our room over the night? I wasn't really watching your room directly, darling, but I, I've been here. Uh, uh, I don't really have to sleep because I'm, you know, just like you. It's uh, lovely, isn't it? It's pretty nice. Uh, she says, but uh, I took a little bit of a break here and there. Uh, who, what, what kind of person are you looking for? They were, they were kind of cloaked. We couldn't see them very well. They probably would have been fairly conspicuous if you did see yeah, them. Yeah, I did notice. Uh, they left maybe about an hour or so ago. Not very long. Not supposed by any chance you saw which way they headed out when they left? No, I'm afraid not, darling. They they left out from the front door, and I didn't really pay much mind after that. Well, let's see. Just double check. Uh, no, yeah. Did right. not. Uh, Cleozandra uh, asks, though, and she uh, she says, you know, you, you're investigating, but you're taking naps in, in inns in our part of town? Listen, just mind your own business. Hold on. Theo, come on. She throws up her hands, and she says... You're right. You're on duty. I shouldn't be bothering you, uh, officers. We're, I just walk out the door. Make an insight uh, check. Uh, well, except for Thelonious, yeah. who left. Right. Uh, that is insight. So 21. 22. 22. And uh, Hannibal? Uh, 12. 12 hard to read her uh she i mean she's definitely a little offended it seems from from uh felonious but it's exact you know hard hard to tell exactly ellis you do get the feeling that she's you've noticed uh before already that it looks like cleo is very very iffy about the law officer she like you know mentions you guys are like police basically it, she seems to be on edge over the fact that you guys have brought up that you're uh, with the like investigating the city and also you know has hinted like you know that you guys are like basically like coppers you know and she's she's a little iffy about that does it bother you to have investigators here darling of course not this okay. is a, a very 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 fine establishment and she kind of makes small talk uh, with you guys for a moment I'm gonna roll insight on that sure Let me know 16. 16 i uh, i mean you know she she's it's a nice enough place you guess it's a little hard to to uh to to you know read that's uh part you know part of her it's a little weird that she started just giving making small talk uh but that you know that doesn't really bother you too much you guess uh do you have anything else for her Hannibal? um i laughed uh, he laughed yeah <laughs> are you walking out to uh Thelonious? probably because i laughed that she's now I'm more chatty is she going to know anything that we would need to know? No, I, it would you be nice to talk to... ask her something about Julia. Oh, yeah, I, I, I haven't gotten to you yet, uh, 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 Alice. She's making small talk right now, but that's all you catch, uh, all right. Hannibal. I'm good. Uh, so Hannibal walks out. <laughs> She's making small talk in Thieves' Cant. And she lets you know that uh, whenever you're ready to get rid of the, the, the job you have working with law enforcement, that, you know... She'd be more than happy to uh, welcome you uh, uh, into this, you know, the special store. I tell her that I appreciate the offer and that I will be back to see her. Yeah, she she nods and uh, smiles, and you get the feeling that maybe she has some kind of like illegal, like she's connected in some way to maybe some kind of illegal store. I I, I let her know we'll we'll be in touch. Absolutely. Uh, in Thieves Can, it only sounds like small talk. So, like, it, when uh, Hannibal was listening and it was just sort of like, how's the weather? Oh, yeah, weather down there is great. And he's just sort of like, all right, that's a little weird and walks off. Uh, but, Alice, are you leaving? Um, yeah, I, I wish her a lovely day. And yep. and you take off. Uh, you guys are all together now. Well, down the road or whatever. We can. Should we check and see if uh, what's his name has found out anything about? Uh, Morn's whereabouts going to the government district. Hold on. Oh, where are we at right now? You guys are in the new, new residential, residential, new residential right? district. Yep. Uh, and as far as that goes, uh, keep in mind, too, that you uh, had put a request in with Kizaru Bloodbane to see if he could find Morn Valentine. You would put a note in your oh, uh, little right. secret slot in the mailbox. So maybe we stop that's... at the uh, yeah. inn, yeah. see if anything's there, and then if there's nothing, we could go into the government district. Yeah, let's do that. Absolutely. I'm in. 
Uh, Alice, are you letting them know anything, or are you just keeping that under your hat? I'm going to keep that under my hat for for a minute. Absolutely. Uh, as far as that goes, uh, you guys head across town. Uh, as far as that goes, nobody stops you. You don't. Nobody catches your attention, and you guys find yourself at the Mertiel Albert. And uh, you see uh, uh, Fritz. He has uh, uh, something on the stove uh, that he's making. It looks like some kind of breakfast. And uh, you guys walk in, and he greets you, and he's like. Oh, uh, Alice, uh, uh, Hannibal, uh, Thelonious, I, I didn't see you uh, last night for dinner. Been a weird night. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, it's fine. I, 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 you know, I'm just using the leftovers here for breakfast. It'll be quick to make. It'll just be a few moments. Thanks, Fritz. Thank you, Fritz. And he nods, and Thelonious, uh, uh, did you want to check the mailbox, by the way? Yes. You reach underneath, and there is a note there. Okay. And you pull out the note, and it is from Kizaru Bloodbane. The letter says, I uh, lights in the graveyard at night. And then it says, uh, uh, nobody seemed to leave in by morning. Must still be there. Okay. And it's like signed KB. Okay. Kizaru Bloodbane uh, seems to think that something's going on in the uh, uh, Rayburn Falls Cemetery. Uh, I'll head back in, mm-hmm. and uh, I will share this information with these two and tell them that I think this is a place we need to go because we were thinking of going there anyway. Mm-hmm. I think weren't we double-checking to see if the wife of Morn the was there, which now that we know who the wife is... And you guys do know that in the, the records for the graveyard, it did mention Pyralis was the name of Morn's wife. Uh, so you guys eating breakfast and heading to the graveyard? I think so. Might as well. Our, our weapons won't be here for another day. Yeah. Oh, my shoes, though. Those were three days. Ah, wait, no. Did, did he say he was going to speed up the delivery? Uh, no, that's for the uh, silver goods. Oh, I'm pretty silver sure. Goods, right. Yeah, you guys were speeding up those silver goods. <laughs> that's right. Okay. The Chate shoes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you guys eat breakfast. Uh, Fritz bids you farewell. Uh, and you guys, uh, oh, I... Uh, you can also uh, investigate those items, too. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah let's, let's take a look. look. Sure. You guys spend... Uh, uh, does anyone have the identify spell? I sure don't. Did you have that? Uh, I have voice? detect magic. Okay. Not the, the same as uh, identify. So you guys take a short rest, and you guys find that the dagger is indeed a plus one dagger, and the rapier is a plus one rapier. Cool. There's no other bonus features, but they are magical. Sweet. Yeah. So, but we would probably need to identify them to know if they were cursed. That's so, true. Uh, if you want to be extra careful, you would want to uh, make sure that you identify them. But but as it stands, from what you can tell, uh, they're a plus one dagger and a plus one rapier. Uh, they would require uh, attunement. And you can only have three items attuned to you at any one time. Let's, uh, let's make sure these are on the up and up before we... Find them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, you guys can check that out. Uh, did well, you want at to? Some point. Uh, yeah. Okay. Did you guys want to go to the graveyard first? Yeah. yeah. Let's do that. I think we should. Absolutely. So you guys head across town, uh, like opposite corner of the the city, basically, and uh, you guys arrive in the Dragon District, and you guys pass through, and you feasibly could stop to talk to people if you wanted, but you guys keep moving through to get to the graveyard. Well, is it worth talking to those guards to see if there's any new That's, hearings? Now about it's been a full day, more? so maybe. I. Because well, we asked them about him earlier, didn't we? The Dragonborn said that they'd keep their eyes open and look for him for sure. Okay. And they said they'd reach out if they found you know, him. And you haven't gotten a word from them yet. All right, so probably no news is no news. Yeah. No news is no news. <laughs> and so you guys head into the graveyard, and you open up the, the gate. Did you want to find Pyralis's, uh, uh grave? Yeah, let's see if we can. Yeah. Sure. Uh, well, you get to the, the gate, and it is locked up. But what's strange is it's not locked up with just the one chain in the lock like before. It's like probably like three different locks on it now. Well, they're on to us. Or they just really want to keep somebody out. One or the other. Hard to tell. Do you guys want to pick the lock, try to climb the gate? What do you want to do? Uh, let's try picking the lock first. Absolutely. Uh, because there's multiple locks, if you guys both want to take a crack at it, go right ahead. Uh, go ahead and roll for me. Eight. Uh, that's not good. That With an is... eight, you do open one of them. It's a real cheap-looking one. Uh, yeah. Nine. With a nine, you open another real cheap one. Otherwise, there's one more that looks like it's a little bit sturdier. Okay. 
can can we roll again? Then? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, only one at a time, of course, because it's just one yeah. lock left. Three, <laughs> three. You can't do it. Natural twenty. Boop, pops open. <laughs> Uh, you you almost feel like maybe this one in particular was really really expensive, but uh, because you do it so well, you don't break the mechanism. Do you want to oh. take the chain and the lock with you? Sure. You have now yeah, right. uh, uh, like thirty feet of chain and a uh, a lock that's very very uh, fine. I couldn't read. It was actually a thirteen. <laughs> I didn't see the one. <laughs> it's all good. It was a natural uh, twenty. Yeah, anyway. whatever. Uh, so you guys head. Uh, into the graveyard and head to the far corner of the the you know the cemetery where Pyralis's grave is said to be, and as you kind of round the corner of one of the mausoleums, you see that uh, the uh, the grave is like half dug up. I'm gonna just say hello. You yell out. And from around the, the mausoleum, Morn Ballantine, with a shovel, kind of walks into view. And he looks like he's not slept maybe in days. And he's like, what are the three of you doing here? How's it going, Morn? What you doing there? And he looks to the grave and looks to the shovel. And he just sort of looks at the three of you and he goes, I had to be sure. Sure what? Sure what? That she's dead. I know she is. So you're you're looking for her body? She's, she she wasn't a blood bane. No, I don't I don't think. Well, is she dead? Did you did you find her body? You can look in, and it's only half dug up so far. Oh, okay. Is it half dug up or is it half full? <laughs> and he looks to you, Hannibal, and just gives you a dirty look, and he's like, "She she is dead. I know. I know she is." This is gonna sound weird. She Morgan, died of but sickness. What? We. We know your story, man. She died of sickness. I, I, I can kind of remember. It was a stressful time. Mm, Make an insight check. No, I was going to say, that's yeah. not what happened, bud. Uh, 13. Oh, 13. Is that a six? For, oh, it's a five. <laughs> uh, I had, what was it? Insight? I'm sorry. Insight, yeah. We can't read on this side of the table. <laughs> Ten. All three of you get the feeling he's telling the truth. And you, but you. Here's the thing: you do recall that his memories got scrambled when Pyralis tried to rip into his head to pull out the locations of the armor. You think that he sort of concocted this idea that she was sick, and did he? In his head, he did not kill her. Morn, I'm going to ask you a question. He says we 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 need to find out. She is dead. I'm sure of it. Let's back up. And he just sort of drops the shovel and step, steps steps back. Where's the helmet? The helmet? I don't know what you mean. Yes, you do. And he looks at you and looks utterly confused and has no idea what you're talking about. Parole insight? You can and you automatically succeed. His memories were stripped away. Okay. Okay. And he goes, Well, Mart, we're gonna we're gonna help you. No, she she she, did she have it? No. No, she never owned it. Was it in the coffin? Why don't we check? You know, we'll, we'll help, help you dig. Yeah, we'll, we'll help out We'll here. help you dig right now. We'll, we'll just dig, double check, and then just put the dirt back and, and we can move on. Nobody has to know about this. You got Perfect. it. Perfect, yes. And he just sort of nods. And do you guys have shovels or anything? Oh, I, I think I do. I think so. I do have a shovel. He's older and has a harder time moving around. Uh, uh, I'll, yes. I don't have a shovel, but I will dig. I will dig your shovel. I will use your shovel more and dig for you. And he right. just kind of nods, and the, all of you guys start digging. Make athletics checks. Oh. Let me know what you get. That is a one. <laughs> yeah, 17 like a boss. Your shovel breaks, Alex. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> just snaps in half, and there's nothing you can do. We'll just go ahead and cross that off there. <laughs> four. With a four, you have a hard time moving it, uh, but I... Uh, uh, fucking weenies. <laughs> Hannibal outdigs the rest of you guys. Look how cheap this thing is. I hold up the, like, hilts. And you guys... I didn't have my wine this morning, all right? (laughs) (laughs) I need energy. And you guys, and by guys, I mean Hannibal, dig the rest of the the coffin, and and you reach the coffin finally. And Hannibal just, or, I'm sorry, and Morn jumps even past you, Hannibal, and gets to, like, the the casket, and he's like, I'll open it. Her body will be there. Maybe that helmet you mentioned will be there. And he opens the casket, and there's no body inside. 
However, something catches your attention. One of the sides of the coffin has been smashed out and you look through and over time it seems dirt fell back in, but it looks like somebody smashed their way out of their own coffin and dug themselves out. And that's where we're going to go ahead and pause today's session. Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind the scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.